Hello, my name is Angela. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am a wife, I am a mother of four, and I am a stepmother of three. I was married for 14 years when I began to learn the secrets my now ex-husband had been keeping from me, all starting with his affair. My world, my identity, my worth were all in question. I didn't know or trust anything. But through that tragedy, something amazing happened. I found myself and I began to learn how to truly love the person I saw in the mirror. It's not a destination. It's a journey. However, now I can honestly say that I am a beautiful, strong, intelligent, and brave daughter of God. I am a trauma survivor and thriver, as well as a certified life coach. I want to share my story, as well as my experiences and what I've learned, to bring others hope, healing, and help. So come with me, and together we can find courage in betrayal. Hello and welcome to Courage and Betrayal. Before I begin, I need to start off with a warning. This episode may be triggering as I go into details and discuss abuse. I say that not to deter you, but to prepare you. If you are not in a place where you can listen right now, that's perfectly okay. Take your time. When you are ready, I'll be here. With that being said, I have a few questions to ask. Do you have anger issues? Are you overdramatic? Do you keep bringing up things from the past? Do you exaggerate or remember things wrong? I mean, come on, what's wrong with you? I hope you answered no. But if you have ever wondered, then I think this episode is for you. Those questions are tactics used from as a form of manipulation called gaslighting. In our current society and because of social media, gaslighting has become a very common word and phrase. But do you really know what it is? Because I didn't. To start off, do you have any idea what it's like to question your own sanity? To wonder if maybe you might be crazy? Maybe you're mentally unstable? Because I have. But before I go into that, I want to discuss what it actually means to be quote-unquote crazy. The dictionary defines crazy as mentally deranged, demented, insane, utterly senseless, or temporarily unable to think clearly. Well, crap. By that definition, I think I might be crazy. Because there was a time that I did not feel in control. I felt manic, not sound of mind, and I was honestly concerned. I was so concerned that I sought out professional help to find out if I was in fact crazy. I sat with my therapist and explained and my concerns, and she was qualified to evaluate me. Over the course of a few weeks, she would go through a set of particular questions and mark my response. At the end of the evaluation, she went over everything with me and then explained that she was not concerned as I did not display any abnormal or concerning behaviors or responses. Then she said something to me that I will never forget. She said, The fact that I was questioning my sanity was the first sign of sanity. If I were actually clinically insane, I would have no idea or concern about it. Basically, she was telling me that if I had a mental disorder, I wouldn't be wondering or worried that I was the problem. Quote unquote, crazy 
people don't know or think they are crazy. They think and blame everyone else for everything. And they truly believe that they are the only one that is actually sane. Only people with a sane and stable mental capacity are capable of questioning their own sanity. Mind blown. Crazy. (laughs) Well, then explain to me why I feel crazy. Why do I feel so out of control? The answer, answer, gaslighting. Okay, before I go and explain what gaslighting is, I want to say a few phrases and I want you to ask yourself if any of them sound familiar. You are making a big deal out of nothing. You are acting crazy. I was just joking. You take everything so seriously. You are too sensitive. Learn to take a joke. Calm down. You're being overdramatic again. You're being paranoid. Chill out. You always jump to the wrong conclusions. No, I never said that. You are remembering that wrong. That didn't happen. Or a few of my personal favorites. You are a terrible person. I can't believe you would even think that. You have real anger issues. You need to calm down. I think you need help. That happened in the past and we are not talking about the past right now. Gaslighting is a specific type of manipulation where the manipulator is trying to get someone else to question their own reality, memory, or perceptions. I am here telling you that I had no idea this was happening. For 14 years, I believed I was the difficult one. I was angry and I had anger issues. I thought I was the problem. No matter if my ex-husband did something that hurt my feelings, it was always justified because I must have done something first. I either pushed him away or I was nagging him or I was unpleasant to be around. Every argument was always turned back to me. And if something needed to be fixed, it was always on me. Well, okay, let me try to rephrase that because I'm one who tries to avoid using absolutes like always and never. So let me say it this way instead. In a total of 15 years of marriage, I cannot remember a single time my now ex-husband ever said, I understand or I can see why you would feel that way. Or I'm so sorry for doing that to you. That wasn't my intention. Or I see your point. That makes sense. The closest I ever got was, I'm sorry you took it that way. Or I'm sorry you feel that way. In those apologies, all he was actually saying was, I'm sorry you're sad. But he was, wasn't taking any ownership or taking any accountability for how he might have contributed to my feelings. But what I do remember is being told I was too sensitive and dramatic. That I was overreacting and I needed to calm down. I was never allowed to talk about anything that happened before today because that happened in the past and we are not talking about the past right now. And I needed to stop bringing up crap from the past. On the flip side, if I was ever vulnerable and shared any hard feelings, I was then told I was a terrible person for even thinking or feeling that way. For 15 years, I was not allowed to express, feel, or show any emotion that wasn't happy, pleasant, or positive. 
Do you know what happens when you try to refrain from any negative emotion? I bet you guessed it. Eventually, it bubbles over and spills all over the place. And for me, it spilled over as anger. Anger was my way of standing up for myself. When I felt that I was not being heard or validated, anger showed up to get the job done. Anger made me feel strong, like I wasn't so weak and pathetic. The more I tried to avoid feeling anything that would be deemed as negative, the more I seemed to turn and fall into anger. I didn't like it, but I couldn't seem to stop it either. That's why it hurt and triggered me so much when my now ex-husband would tell me I have anger issues because I was very angry and the smallest of things would set me off. And it hurt because I was afraid maybe he was right. But here's the real question. Why did I turn to anger? Well, as you may know, anger is actually a secondary emotion, meaning it happens second because something else happened first. Usually what comes first is pain, sadness, and frustration. Because I was not given the space to feel and express those feelings, anger began to take over and take control. The thing about anger is anger begins to feel safe. Anger felt like my bodyguard to protect me and step in when I needed. Sadness left me feeling vulnerable, exposed, and often I felt worse after. Therefore, I turned to anger more often than I really wanted to. But all I wanted was to be heard, validated, and cared for. I just wanted to be understood and to be loved. But the longer I went without being heard, validated, or understood, the stronger and more frequently anger showed up. So long story short, I was actually angry, and I was angry a lot. But was my ex-husband right? Does that mean I really do have anger issues? I, I want to take a sidebar for a moment and look at things from another angle. Before I can move on, I have to tell you I love analogies. I love finding different ways to see and understand things. So if you listen to very many of my podcasts, you are going to hear me use them a lot. So I want you to think about your lawn. More specifically, I want you to picture the best lawn, the one that is thick, green, and trimmed perfectly. Now I want you to imagine that you were walking by and you noticed one single bright yellow flower sitting in the middle of the lawn. You want to help and keep the lawn looking as nice as possible, so you decide to pull it out. Unfortunately, all you managed to get off was the head of the flower. The green leaves are still on the ground. But now, you can't see the bright yellow flower anymore. At first glance, everything still looks pretty perfect, so you let it be. Then, a week later, you walk by and you see three or four new dandelions pop up. And you do the same thing you had done previously. Again, everything appears to be perfect, and the lawn still looks immaculate. But is it? Have you solved the dandelion problem? We all know and understand that, no, that will not solve anything. And in fact, it will only cause a worse problem to be solved later. That is the same for our emotions. In order to stop our emotion, emotional dandelions from spreading, 
we have to find and dig up the root. So what was my root? Did I actually have anger issues or was there a bigger problem going on? For those that have been in an abusive and manipulative relationship, you are forced to question what you know, believe, and feel. Doubt begins to creep into every aspect of your life, and you start to wonder if maybe I did remember that wrong. Maybe I was overreacting. Maybe I do have a problem. You begin to doubt your gut, intuition, spirit, energy, or whatever you want to call it. You doubt that part of you that every human being possesses, that part that tells you when something doesn't feel right, when something doesn't make sense, or when something is out of alignment. You aren't sure anymore because of all the doubt and all the misconfusion. So therefore, you you brush it to the side. You ignore it because you're probably wrong anyway. There lies the point. The reason the manipulator uses gaslighting in the first place is to cause confusion. So you can't see and call them out simply on their BS. It is a tool used by the manipulator to keep the focus on you and not them. They do not want you to look too closely because they know if you do, you will probably find something that they don't want you to find. They know the things that are specifically hurtful to you because they know you. They know what will cause you to stop looking at their lawn and turn you to look at yours. Thus, all they have to do is say that one thing or do that one thing and sit back and watch as we respond and move exactly how and where they wanted us to. Now, to be fair, Many times gaslighting can be happening and even the manipulator does not have enough self-awareness or understanding to see or stop it. The manipulator may not be trying to manipulate and control. However, their behavior is manipulative and controlling. Does that make sense? Therefore, it doesn't matter if they did or didn't have the intention of manipulating. It only matters if they manipulate or not. So often we can get caught in a place of justifying the manipulator's behavior, telling ourselves that they didn't really mean to, or they weren't trying to hurt us. This is also a trap. Not only do the manipulators know what will hurt us, they also know how far they can push us. They know we will forgive them and move on. When the manipulator can not or is not willing to self-reflect and change, then the manipulation is purposeful. Always. Gaslighting is a tool used so that the manipulator can avoid their own behaviors, addictions, and issues. As long as the spotlight is on you, you won't be able to see anything else. I can now confidently say that I am not crazy. And I don't think you are either. So often as women, we are made to feel that we have too many emotions, that we need to push them down and move on. But when we don't have a safe place to feel whatever emotion we need to feel, other problems and issues start to resurface. I was angry all the time. And although I had reason to be angry, anger did not solve my problems, but in fact only made them worse. 
Without the right help or understanding, we can often fall into patterns that cause us more damage in the long run. So often what we feel or think may be the best thing for us to do or say actually just leaves us more empty and alone than before. Gaslighting was a tool that was used against me, but because of my own insecurities, it worked. Once I was able to strengthen my worth and embrace my imperfections, manipulation and gaslighting was no longer effective. Gaslighting is abuse. It is a terrible weapon used on those that are supposed to be loved. But when you stop waiting for someone else to change and realize you can change, then no one will be capable of abusing you again in that way. You have the ability to take control and fight back, but it won't be through anger. I'm here on this podcast today because I want to tell you, I want to do all I can to possibly help you avoid these types of pitfalls, or at the very least, help you navigate through them. The truth is, you're not alone. You do not need to do it alone. So please join me here every week and together we can find courage and betrayal. Until next time, stay strong, my friend. Thank you for joining me here today. I just wanted to take a moment to ask if anything you heard or felt today resonated with you or helped you in any way, please take a moment to like, leave a review or share this with a friend. That way I can grow and reach more people and hopefully reach those that are needing it most. Thanks again. Have a wonderful day.